I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, quest, question. Hello, everyone. This is Vic Cohen broadcasting live from downtown Los Angeles' Skid Row Studios. The name of the show is It's a Fair Question, because on this show, every question is a fair question. No question is too personal or ever off limits. And tonight, I am very excited. We have, I wish you could see what I'm looking at. It is <laughs> pure beauty. Actually, it's probably better this is radio. But uh, <laughs> I've got to say, I am so thrilled. I'm really excited to have this guy sitting across from me. Uh, you know him from so many different places. Uh, to Catch a Predator. Uh, no. <laughs> no, thank God, no. Uh, you, but you do know him from The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And of course, you know him as well from the Howard Stern Show. I'm talking about, there's only one, John Melendez, the stuttering John Melendez. Go. Yes. How are you, John? I'm good. How are you doing, Vic? I am fantastic. And I want to make sure you get right on top of the mic. Just as a reminder there, we want to hear everything. How are you doing, Gammy? That's great. I love that. <laughs> well done. So um, I want to talk to you a little bit. About, first of all, uh, thanks again for doing this show. No problem. Now, you were coming from Jay's show uh-huh. Uh, when you when you arrived here, correct? Yes. So tell me what what goes on there. What what's a day like for stuttering John Melendez these days at the Tonight Show with Jay Leno? Well, um, um, I do a lot of drop ins, which are video things during the monologue. Like you know, when Jay does a monologue, then they'll go to like a news story and we'll do jokes. So the video know. clips. Yeah. So you're looking. Is that a big part of what you do? Uh, yeah. Drop I mean, yeah, I do a lot of drop ins. Okay. You know, which is. Uh, you know, you went to watch a lot of news, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff that the research department gives us. And then we, you know, come up with jokes for it. And then we hire somebody to come in and do ADR, which is, you know, they'll do a lip flap on the mm-hmm. news story. And then we'll make our joke in, you know, a video form. So we do a lot of that. Right. And you hire actors to help out in that, correct? Yes, we do. I, I want to thank you for all the times you've called me in the last eight years. We haven't needed a short, bald, <laughs> hairy Jewish guy yet. But we'll Not do. yet. We need to work on that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, are you are you having a good time over there? Yes. Jay's great. I mean, I mean, there's so many great people there. I'm enjoying myself. Great. Now, you've been there eight years? Eight years. That's quite amazing, isn't it? Can you hear me okay? I hear you great. All right. Sounds a little tinny. Does it to you? Yeah. Well, I think that's just how you sound, John. You're tinny. Oh, I'm tinny. Yeah, okay. we can't change that. There you go. Oh, this guy just amped me up. Your dude there with the hoodie. Now, the interesting thing. The that, uni bomber over there. Um, the interesting thing that I understand yeah. about you that I right away is when you have the name Stuttering John. Yes. You haven't stuttered once. I'm drinking a beer. It's slurring John at this point. <laughs> but when we've spoken on the phone, I don't hear the stutter. You don't intimidate me. Really? Is that what it comes down to? Well, I've I've stuttered all my life, ever since I was like, you know, seven years old, and it's always been the case. Um, but I've gotten better, un- unfortunately, for a lot of the uh, <laughs> people out there, because I remember I was doing stand-up, and I, and I was so happy. I got through a whole set, like a 10-minute set, and hadn't stuttered and people started calling me fraud and it's like could you please i'm happy you know i right. haven't stuttered you know but this was my favorite thing when when i was on the you know when i was the announcer and we do these things called beach games and um you know i was so concerned i didn't want to stutter and you know and uh i remember jared washburn is an um he was an uh an angels pitcher you know and he was throwing like uh suntan 
balloons at my back. And the whole thing I was going to say is, don't worry, Jay, he's no Mariano Rivera, which is freaking so hard for me. M's are very hard, which really? is sad because uh, my name was Melendez. I live on Margaret Road in Massapequa. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, but I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Vic. And then, uh, you know, so there we go. And we go live and, you know, he's about to throw the thing. I go, don't worry, Jay. He's no Randy Johnson. Because <laughs> I, cause I, it, it'll, it'll hit me at any time. Right. You know? Is it kind of like when it happens, is that a way for you to kind of monitor your mood and, and know that uh, I'm, like, I'm anxious? See, that's the thing. It's, not, it's more of a, you know, and I, I was a keynote speaker at the National Stuttering Association Convention in Chicago. You were the keynote. There's a national stuttering. How long? Association. Those yeah. speeches probably take three hours there to get go. through one sentence. Exactly. And the Q&A was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> but two questions. But no, no, no. No, but seriously. So, I, I you know, and it, it, it's really a physiological thing, but it's it's it starts with an emotion or something traumatic, I think, happens. And then, okay. So the fact that you find yourself stuttering less, does that make you feel that you're... Uh, mentally a little bit more uh, calm and, and no, it just it, it's just I don't I think some thankfully for me I think um, and this is um, this is the case with a lot of stutterers some outgrow it to get better with age and that's how I've been doing I mean look at um, James Earl Jones I mean he he he's a stutterer and right. and you know you don't hear him stutter anymore so I think you know people can get better right now one thing when researching you I mean it was very interesting John I did a lot of research. Lots. I, it's like I, studying George Washington. There's yeah. so much written about you. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, so it's all good stuff. <laughs> uh, most of it. <laughs> no, but the the one thing that I uh, what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought. It's okay. Oh, one thing that I wanted to ask you because I found this very interesting, and I want and I think this is a fair question. All over the internet, it says that your worth, your net worth, is fifteen million dollars. I know it's so funny because there's some you know you know some of the editors have been saying that at the show and fifteen million. Yeah, well, it's a lie, which is proof. Do not <laughs> believe the internet. You saw what I pulled up in. I have a I freaking did. five-year-old Prius. There is no way I have fifteen million dollars. Right. I didn't know you were so uh, green, John. <laughs> I'm not green. It's just a cheap freaking car. What I liked in the parking lot, John was worried something would happen to his car, and I said to John, "Don't worry, it's a Prius." Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> it's not a Maserati. No I one's going to touch your car. Well, yeah. well, I drive a and, Prius too, so. And then as we speak, it's getting <laughs> robbed right now. The tires are coming yeah. on. Um, so th- I was just very curious about, you know, one thing that came to mind when I was studying you. You were studying. Is that you're a bright guy. Thank you very much. You really are. Uh-huh. And no one could achieve what, the success you've had. And you've had great success without being smart. I believe that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, you went to NYU. Yes, I did. Now, if anyone had a question about your intelligence, mm-hmm. it should be answered right there. I How hard so. is it to get into NYU? It's very hard. It's a great school. And it is a great school. Were you in Tisch? Yeah, I was in Tisch. Okay. I majored in film and television. Right. That's, That's what I always wanted to do. That's what's, you know, with the whole, you know, Stern Show thing. And, you know, a lot of their friends get mad, you know, that I left and everything else. And it's just really because, I mean, I always wanted to be, you know, making films and, you know, working on television. That was always my dream. And you're doing that, and I want to get to that in a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. But I want to make yeah. this point, because I'm very curious what your answer is going to be. Could you make it while I'm drinking a beer? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> what the hell is it? Oh, here. Uh, thank you, Vic. Got one right for you. <laughs> I'm like your fluffer with beers. Yeah. One beer. 
Just one. Just one. Yes. I, I got to drive. So here's here's what I want to know. Um, mm-hmm. So you're on Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. You are stuttering John. Yes, I am. Okay. You show up at places and, and also in the studio, the persona is that you're not a bright guy. Yeah. Howard kind of, and I want to preface this by saying, I think Howard is a genius and he's amazing at what he does. He is truly brilliant. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, I totally agree. Okay. And he's excellent at creating <clears throat> characters amongst his staff, correct? Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering, John, being a smart guy, mm-hmm. being portrayed for perhaps maybe was it 15 years? Yep. Is probably not the brightest bulb, not the sharpest tool in the shed. Mm-hmm. How were you able to handle that? I guess if I wasn't secure in my intelligence, I would be upset by it. But uh, it didn't bother me, you know. You, you can, you know, like I, you can. People can call me anything. It doesn't like I don't. There's a lot of things that, and it doesn't like I, even when, you know, like I me mean, and my friends in high school would hang around by the handball courts and drink beer, and we would by the what. By the handball, handball courts. I didn't yeah. get the New York accent. No, it's okay. And I, we would yeah. and, and, we, and we would all hang around, and and at some point we'd all be in a circle, and all we did was just goof on each other, left and right. And then, like I, I don't know. I mean, that it's it's something, you know. I'm secure with you know, like I'm, you know, I'm not an idiot. You know what I mean? So, right. but I, but but listen, I mean, there were things there, you know, current event stuff I wasn't up on, or I didn't know who these, you know. They knew, but you know, so which you know, but I don't like like I it doesn't bother me. I mean, hero the stupid didn't didn't bother me, you know. Because you have because what is it? How you were raised? Well, I I'm the youngest of four, so I got you know the abuse from the older siblings, and you know I I don't know. I mean, it did like it didn't bother me. It only bothers me when it you know when you're out and then. And people will say like you know, and will will call you an idiot who I don't know. Like like if I know somebody, you want to goof around, it's fine. But if you don't know them, and you know, and they just someone say, hey, 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 hey there he is. He's, you know, look, look at this idiot over here. You know, then you get like, hey, hey, you know, like give me a break. Right. Okay. So you attribute it to being the youngest of four, having a strong. Your parents? How did they? I read something that the stutter developed, and I want to know if this is true, mm-hmm. from fear of your dad or when he would get upset. Mm, well, that's probably, well, see, that's the, see, the whole thing is my father stuttered. And he, I mean, he, he, he still stutters, but not nearly as bad as, you know, I remember. He's actually gotten better with age as well. But, um, yeah, there was, a, there was a certain, you know, old school, you know, dad who, disciplined his kids in a way that would be traumatic for someone as young as I was. I was, you know, five, six years old when I you know, witnessed him, you know, beating up, you know, my sisters and, and, and when you say beating up, what do you mean? Exactly? Just like slapping them around. And I think that was something that, you know, you know, and all that I can remember was I was saying, you know, Oh no, not again. And, you know, my father had, um, you know, he. I guess my older sister had showed up late or something, and and, and he was slapping around. And my mom comes down, uh, you know, from upstairs. She's totally she was sleeping, so she doesn't have anything on except for panties, you know. And you know, and she you know runs down and grabs my father and pulls him off. And I'm I'm at my you know, bedroom door and my and my back's to the door, and I'm like, oh no, not again. 
you know, and, and, and which only means that I had witnessed it before, mm. you know, and, and so, yeah, I think those kind of things, and it was weird because when I went to a, like a, a stuttering, you know, like a counselor, he said that usually there is that one thing and then you try and, and then you talk and you try and make up for your mistake, like, and you, and that's how it starts, you know, like if you stutter once and then you go back and try and always in your head try and figure out how to speak clearly and it, and and all that thing in your head just keeps on going and going and going you know because it's out of fear of a mistake could be equal punishment i don't i don't, I don't know where it comes from i i like dude i you know and if you knew and you you could make billions of dollars i do know john and i'm gonna tell you when we're done <laughs> but i want to hear some more stuttering before before i cure this for you so your dad um yeah it's like it's, it's a weird thing for me because i love my dad you know and it's just it is one of those things that you know, like I would never hit my kids ever in a million years. I think it's. it's Can you know, I hit them? <laughs> no, they're taller than you. They kick your ass. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> but I mean, so they're like all under ten. You know, so you know, and it's you know, he was raised with that kind of thing. I'm, you know, I I'm pretty much confident that that's what his dad did, you know, and that's mm -hmm. how they did it, you know, and, but it, it doesn't mean that it was right. And, and for me, you know, I was a very, you know, I was a sensitive kid. So it, 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 it you know, it definitely, you know, was, a, wasn't a great experience. It sounds really um, traumatic. Yes. Yes. That would be good. That's a good word for that. Right? Yes. And uh, is this something you've had a chance to work through in therapy? <laughs> I'm not being funny when I ask that because no, yeah, oh yeah, I I've, mean it's heavy yeah. stuff. No, yeah, I mean I've I've definitely you know spoken about it and I've, I've I've forgiven him on my own. You know, were you a bedwetter? No, why were you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair question on this show, John. A anything's a fair question. Well, okay, no, I wasn't. And the reason I ask is because no, I am now though. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I ask is because a lot of times when there's stress at home. A yeah. child will show it in many different ways. Sometimes they yeah. overeat. Other times they become bedwetters. In your case, it looks like it was manifesting itself through stuttering. Again, that's your own um, thing. I don't know if that's really okay. what it is. I, I mean, that's what I gathered, but I guess I stand I, corrected. That's your assessment, but I, I still maintain, as I did when we first started, that my father stutters. Now, maybe okay. he, you know, I think that there is a physiological... Does it run in families? I, yeah. I think it's a genetic thing, just like being short and hairy. I mean, I think there's a genetic thing. <laughs> so you, why do you point to me like that? <laughs> no, there is. I really do believe that there's, you know, there's a physiological element to stuttering. I mean, you, you know, what it is like, 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 you know, how, they, like, I guess there's a, and this is probably not right, but there's like a gene where, you know, that, that you know, some people can handle certain things, and right. the, but some people who have the tendency who who can be a stutterer will be when if if you know if, if presented with something. Right. Well, the good news is that for you, at least, you you seem to be very, um, you know, you, you've been able to have an amazing life. It's not like it's held you back. In fact, it's kind of helped you, ironically. I know. That's the weird you know? thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's great. Which is why it's, it's, it's so funny because, um, you know, I was called stutter face as a kid, you know, and, and which was like when I was a kid. And then as soon as I started, um, you know, uh, making money, I decided to have my, you know, my company be called Stutterface Inc. Because it was like, all right, man, you know. It's, yeah, that's great. And I bet it feels <laughs> you know, really it good. Positive. Eh. Is that your company now? Yeah, so you can go out. Stutterface.com? <laughs> is there a Stutterface.com? No, I don't know. <laughs> but there is now. <laughs> there should be. You should get that right away. All the two people listening. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, please. <laughs> I've got a big family. 
think that five. No, we've been getting. Listen, I see your height. It can't be big. Hey, John, yeah. we get a lot of listeners, especially on the iTunes. And, oh, really? Uh, good, yeah, good, good. Yeah, and that's why it's, I'm sure they're all grateful for you to be here, as I am. Thank you again for coming. Uh, you worked 15 years on the Howard Stern Show. Mm-hmm. How did you get that job? My understanding is a friend of yours passed it along to you. He was an intern, and you said, hey, see if you can see what you can do for me. Well, we were at NYU, and a friend of mine, who you might know, Mitch Fatel is a, is a very uh, good comic, and, but and then we were in, in film school together, and, you know, he, and he told me that he was going to uh, hit to leave, whatever. Or, no, no I, actually, we were in front of my friend's house because we were shooting a film, and I said, hey, if you're ever going to leave, please you hook me up, you know, and... Now, why, why did you ask that? Were you a big Howard Stern fan? I Yeah, I was. I mean, I... But it, yeah, I, I definitely was. I remember when my, when my parents would pick me would pick me up. From, you know what's interesting? Yeah. You're stuttering when we talk about Howard Stern. I... Is that a coincidence? No, I'm stuttering because I'm... I have my thoughts all over the okay, place. Okay, all right, go on. But anyway... <laughs> I find the stutter interesting. So, I, I, know, I know, you're obsessed. You're, well, I mean, when I got stuttering... obsessed. <laughs> no, but my parents would pick me up, and my mom would always turn it off. She, she You know, she couldn't stand... This is when I was on E? Or the... No, stutter? the radio. They would okay, pick me I up a know. car. How would they... <laughs> no, go on. So then she would... And she would always say, oh, I did, you know... And, I can't listen to that. And then, you know, but I always thought he was pretty cool. And then when I got the job, she became a diehard, you know. Right. Suddenly he's he's a god. Yeah. Uh, and so when you got that internship, did you realize where it was going? Did you have an agenda in your head? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna work my ass off and turn this into something big? Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, it, um, I definitely, you know, I've always had a good work ethic. So there you go. See, a, a W is very hard as well. No, I have a hard time with them too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I ever since I was thirteen, I had a, like a like a paper route, and then I I worked at a warehouse, tire warehouse. I always, you know, thought you had to really you know work hard to get you know anything. And then mm-hmm. you know, and there, like it's funny because when because Mitch used to do the interviews Your before friend. me, yeah, the intern, and, yeah. And uh, did and he I, have a name? I don't remember. If it, it was Mitch the intern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he and I heard him once. I'm like, I could do that. And, uh, so, you know, so, so when I started there, um, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to really, you know, so I couldn't wait till they asked me to do the interview stuff. I remember the first one was Carly Simon and, um, Daniel Glover, you know, Danny Glover from sure. the weapon house. And I stuttered so badly, Vic, through these things. I was so freaking nervous. And I said to myself, man, I failed. This was awful. I couldn't even get out of question. <laughs> I come back to the studio and they're like, this is brilliant. <laughs> you know, because I was so nervous. Like, I thought I had failed, not knowing that, that you know, this was going to be a funny thing that, you know. That, it's hilarious. You, yeah. you know what I, mean? I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't conscious of that. I was like so upset with myself for not being able to spit out the questions. Right. And the great thing about that is you were being accepted and applauded for just naturally what happened. Yeah. That probably felt good. Uh, no, they, they were laughing at my stutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but, it but you know, but then again, now we go back to you know high school and people you would laugh. But it's weird because just like I was, you know, that I'm calm with you. When when I was in high school, you know, I had I was the battle of bands. I had the band, and you know, we and you know we we had the girls, and so I I didn't stutter that much, you know, in high school, you know, because you know I was you know I was I was a pretty cool dude. Right. And then, but then when I started something new in college, when I, where, um, 
you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm intimidated or, you know, I'm, I'm, then that would come in and then, you know, I would, and then I remember, I, like I, you know, I couldn't hit on any girl, you know, because I, I knew I was going to, I remember once, you know, there's this girl and she said, you know, what's your name? And I said, I'm John. And she said, what's your last name? And I'm like, this, this <laughs> sucks, Vic, because I stutter on M's and I was like, <clears throat> <laughs> Melendez, you know, I had to yell. She's like, "All right, all right." And like, I knew that was it. It was a, it was a deal break. Was there a second date? No. So I'm guessing there's not a lot of dirty talk when you're making love, because there's. You're... You know, I don't want to talk about making love when I'm looking at you. <laughs> well, it's a fair question. <laughs> at least not. I don't. I don't, I don't believe I'm. If if anything, I'm very calm in that area. So I right, you know. feel very confident in love yeah. making. Are you are you a good love maker, John? Uh. I don't Would you know, say? Vic, you know, <laughs> why are you asking? Because hey, it's a fair question. Are you? I'm, a, you know, I'm happy you asked. Thank you. I'm an excellent lover. Really? And, yeah. And I, how do you know? Because I can just tell the women are so satisfied because really? I'm all about pleasure. Yeah, and, they, right. and, and, and they never fake it. If they do, they're great actresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just love it because I'll do anything to please a woman, John. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything. I'm a great lover, John. I'm and, a really great lover. And how many women have you had? Not that many, but enough. Well, how many? <laughs> how many hands? How many hands? <laughs> hand jobs? <laughs> no, how many hands can you count them on, big? Because I'm guessing two. That's nice. No, I do very well, John. The women love me. <laughs> <laughs> how old are you? You know, I play 35 to 45. <laughs> I play 5'2 to 5'8. <laughs> A lot of people don't know this, but you are, I mean, you wrote for Harry Mandel, right? Yes, I did. And and we still do a lot of work together. I love how, and that's I do too, and that's how you and I met. And him and I share the same uh, OCD stuff. Yes. You know? you, have you talked to him about it? Oh yeah. And, and what have you gathered from your conversations with him? We, you know, we're both messed up people. <laughs> <laughs> do you take medication? Yeah, and so does he. What do you take? I hope I'm not saying anything that. Well, we'll talk about you. Yeah. Uh, and who knows what he's taking now? I don't know when you last talked to me. Yeah. If he's taking anything, but yeah. I want to talk about John Melendez. What do you take? Oh, uh, it is a fair question. It is a fair question. I've taken antidepressants in the past. I have no qualm about that. No, no, that. I don't. I'm not depressed. Really? You should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. No, uh, do you take something for the stutter or for the stutter? This is my anti-stuttering medication. <laughs> the beer? Yeah, beer. <laughs> uh, so you're working on this show. You go from being an intern, and suddenly you become an integral part of the show. How did that feel? And were you surprised? You know, I never forget. I was on the LIRR, which is the Long Island Railroad for all those okay. people don't, uh, from New York. And and I'm just talking to a friend of mine on the train and, and somebody said, Stuttering John? And I was like, yeah, how do you know? And she said, I I, I recognize your voice. And then meanwhile, <laughs> it's really because I was freaking stuttering. I mean, how many, you know, but right. yeah, but no, but it was kind of nice that somebody like, you know, knew me but when it really when I finally you know when it was like wow was when we had the Channel 9 show and um, I interviewed Walter Mondale and this is on television though so, <laughs> so now it's television and Allison Steele um, oh, this was at a press conference uh, you interviewed no, him no no like all different people at some radio he's function. taking questions no it's a it's a radio function so I just came, came up to different people okay. I went come up to Walter Mondale and and this woman, Allison Steele, um, and uh, I ended up spitting on her cheek by accident because I was stuttering so badly. And, you know, even me watching myself, which I don't really enjoy doing, and 
And I saw him, you know, it was really funny. And not like I planned it, you know, but it was funny. And like, and all my friends were watching, we're all laughing. And then was when, you know, when I would go around uh, New York and New Jersey, and like, it seemed like so many people had recognized me. And it was like, wow, that's amazing, you know. And, and, and then I started doing, you know, gigs and everything else. And, and this is, you're in your early 20s, aren't you, when this is all happening? Yeah, I was still at NYU when I was interning at the Stern Trip. Yeah, I mean, that's, did you realize you had a dream job when you were in it? Um, <laughs> well, it's hard to say because the first year I was like an intern. I wasn't making any money. Right. And I was like 10 grand in debt with my parents. But, you know, it's weird. We're getting back to wherever we started talking about, you know, the work ethic is that like I remember I once waited to get Chevy Chase once. I think like I started at like uh, six o'clock. In the evening, and I stayed till two in the morning to wait for him to come out of this thing. So it's like eight hours, and just to get this interview. And that's what I would do. Like I didn't care. Like I'll, like I'll, you know. And meanwhile, I was still going to college or whatever. You know, I still had to go to you know class the next day. But and but it was so important for me because I just I just because I knew, you know, by doing this, not only would Howard be like, wow, this guy is a good worker, but you know, people would hear me. You know, and so I just kept on and, you know, what I always do and, and, you know, and never sleep always. I, I used to sleep at the station, you know, and would grab a pillow and sleep on the floor. But I just kept on going because I, because I thought, you know, this was, this is the way that, you know, I can, I can get more successful. Well, you certainly did. I mean, your, your strategy worked. You were recognized, right? Do you feel like you were recognized for your work? Yeah. I mean, 15 years is a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. How about you? Do I feel like I'm being recognized for my work here at Skid Row Studios? <laughs> Nick over there running the board, he's very, uh, he's always complimenting me on my work. You know, I, I do feel like um, for the people I've worked with over the years that there's always been a really nice um, positive feedback and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel really grateful for my experiences as well. Um, so you left Howard Stern to work for Jay. Yes. And now it's no secret that Howard's kind of had uh, a problem with Jay. Anyone who listens, it, uh, was he having a problem with Jay at that point or was your hiring it, that kind of caused I think it's, I think it started before me. Okay. You know, as far as I can remember. So now did you go to Jay because you wanted to go to Jay or how did I that? Didn't, th that wasn't a choice. What happened was uh, I was a guest on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It was that was an NBC show, right? Yeah, I was one of the you know contestants. No, right. no, it no. was ABC. Oh, okay. But it but it became NBC. Just you know, just so people don't think that you're inaccurate in your research. Okay, thank you. But uh, <laughs> you know, when I was, it, it was an ABC show, and um, it was in Australia, and you know, and there was a bunch of C-list celebrities. I say that you know loosely because <laughs> you know it was like. Where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself if you had to give a letter? Um, hmm. It's always interesting when you know. I mean, Kathy Kathy Griffin. She made a career out of saying she was like a D lister. If she's a D lister. Then then I'm probably an X. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were enough of a celebrity to get on the show. On this show. On on this show here. The Octomom is next. <laughs> if you know her, bring her. We would love to talk to exactly. her and all her kids. We have enough mics. So. But uh, getting back to, so you're doing the uh, 
get me out. You know, I'm out of here. Get me out of here. I'm a celebrity. Very nice. Uh, you still can't get it right. Go ahead. Try it once. Uh, I'm a get. I'm a celebrity and get me out of here. Get me out of here. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> get me out of here and I'm a celebrity. I thought you did a lot of research. I'm close. I've got half the letters, number, uh, words. Uh, I. You know, I, I really wanted to do it. I thought it would be, you know, something good and had nothing to do with the $100,000 they paid us to do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just did the, but it was nice because I think it, for me, it was, an, it was an opportunity to be myself and and have people see me just, you know, for who I am and without any... You know, I don't have to go and ask people crazy questions or whatever. And you know, we, and then what was cool is because, like, this is the weird thing, Vic, and uh, and you know, I I've said this before. When I was um, in elementary school, my fifth grade teacher wrote on my report card, "John tends to ask outrageous and penetrating questions <laughs> in class and stutters when excited." And that was like my resume for the Stern Show. And it's weird because you know, and that's and because it's not like I'm I'm just an inquisitive person, you know, much like yourself, you know, yeah. and and and. So even on I'm a Celebrity, I would be asking, you know, Bruce Jenner about his plastic surgery. Did you? That's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I'm like, you... I'm like, your nose was so perfect. Why'd you screw it up? And, you know, and he would tell me he always hated his nose. And I would ask, I, I, I asked Chris Judd, who was with, J, you know, J-Lo, and she lost it. And I, and, you know, and I, to Ben Affleck at the time, I said, you know, uh, well, you know, you know, I get pissed at her, and he goes, "Wow, nobody ever asked me that." You know, so I just kept on asking people, and just whatever, but just, but not, you know, being confrontational, just, just because I was curious, you know. And I don't know, I, uh, for some reason, I made it to the last day, and um, I used to pray on the cot and go, "I hope Jay Leno is making fun of this show because I always want to be a guest on the Tonight Show." And I really always, you know, that was something that was, that was one of my dreams to be guests on the, on the Tonight Show. So, um, so I make it to the last day, and I had a small charity. It was for my friend who was in a wheelchair. It was the Spinal Cord Society, and you know, and they had you know, Make a Wish. All so you imagine the millions, and Joan Rivers is out there like holding up <laughs> like you know uh, cards. Vote for Melissa because Melissa Rivers was there. Was it down to the two of you? It was down to me, Chris Judd, and Melissa, and okay. you know, I I would and. You know, I, I came in third, but when I got off, you know, my wife had flown in. Who I, I told her not to because she was so afraid of flying, and and, and she did. And she said, I, "You know, I have a surprise for you." I'm like, "What?" She goes, "You're booked on the Tonight Show tomorrow night." And it's like, "Oh my god!" And so we flew from Australia the next day to L.A. And I remember I, w- I was writing some of the jokes that I was going to say, like in the town car on the way to the Tonight Show. And I did that, and uh, you know, it, it, it was a good segment. Jay and I hit it off, and and I was offered a job, you know, and that's and then and then and then slowly, that's how it, you know. So, were you offered the job in Burbank? Hmm. And did he personally offer you the job? No, no, but it was just, and it wasn't that job. It was just like, hey, you know, we'd be interested in being in cars around it. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, and and yeah, so I mean, just it just and then then there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened and then well, know, with, then eventually- with, well with Howard getting so you know obviously um, he's been very critical of Jay when you took the job with Jay was there any part of you that was thinking Howard's going to be really pissed um well 
this is the whole long story because, um, you know, I turned it down at first because I didn't, you know, I didn't know. You know, I actually had, I think I, you know, I talked to Gary or something. He's like, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. This is to be a correspondent. I was like, eh. Because? Well, I guess, you know, he thought that there's no way. And then and then I remember talking to Robin and asking her, you know, you know what I should do. And she said to talk to him. And I tried, you know, through his assistant and, and and just it was like this this whole thing and you know and it's still and I'm not even I don't even want to get in there. It's well, just, let me ask you this. I mean, Howard's you know when he gets upset with someone, he gets really upset. Yeah. So my sense of Howard is that he's actually an incredibly sensitive man, and that when he gets upset, it's because he is so sensitive, not as a criticism of him, but just as to who he is. I think a lot of people think he's very sharp tongued and and can be brutal. But I think it all comes back to him being just a very sensitive person. Is that how you see him? How do you see him? Huh? How do you? <laughs> how do you? How would you describe yeah, him? I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure. You know. I, I mean, mean, I don't see him as a mean guy. I think. I think when he gets, he can get a little vicious. I think that's coming from a place of being hurt, rather than just being mean. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? While you're looking at your computer? Well, because I want to hear your thoughts. What was the question? With Howard, I mean, is he just, how, you know, you worked with him for 15 years. You had a bird's eye view, as they say, or birds, something like that, of him. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so you really had a sense of who he is as a human being, not only as a boss, but as a guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, sometimes when he gets very upset, Where's that coming from? Is you, from your opinion? Is it kind of? Well, I think you saw his movie, didn't you, Vic? Yeah, I did. All right. Well, you know, you saw, you know, his father that would put him down, and you know, I mean, I think there's that same thing that you know, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a human being, so I'm sure he had, you know, there are things that, you know, it's just like me when I was telling you about the story of you know of my dad beating up, you know, my sister, I'm sure, yeah, he's sensitive. So when his father would say these things to him, I'm sure that hurt him. You know, just like it hurt me to see my father, you know, like do the missus. Yeah, I, I'm, of course he's sensitive. You have to be if, if you know, it bothered, I mean, he's, uh, he's uh, he obviously remembered it enough to put it in his movie and, you know, and had those tapes and, you know, so yeah. Right. Uh, so now you've worked, what, what's really remarkable about you I find among a lot of things is that you work along Jay now. Yeah, how often do you see Jay in a, a week? Do you see him every day? Every day. I see him every morning around nine o'clock and at the pitch meeting and me and the other two dropping guys are there and we pitch to Jay. And then uh, if we get something approved, as we hope every day, then we, you know, produce them all day and we shoot them and, um, and then that go then uh, then then it's viewed on rehearsal, and if it's good, then it gets on the show. And if they don't pick it up, what do you go back to your office and and back we to the cry? Car? <laughs> we cry. How how tough is Jay uh, in a pitch meeting? Jay is a sweet guy, and I'm not just saying that. I know you know I work for him, but you know he's a good guy. I mean he he's not you know it's I mean he understands you know we're you know trying. When you when he doesn't take a bit, mm-hmm. um, do you ever try and sell it more? Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? If I'm really confident, 
good. If, <laughs> if it's iffy, it, it can go either way. Tell me about a bit that you've pitched that he said no to, and you really twisted his arm and convinced him passionately, and he did it, and it killed. Is his head bigger than mine? <laughs> I have this bit, you know, this bit on the show is his head bigger than mine. And it was. And about anyone's head. Right. Or yours in particular? I, was that a regular feature or. Yeah, it is. It, it I still missed is. it. Okay, I have yeah. not seen it. But I it was just, it was something that, you know, you know, I, you know, I, like it, it was, you know. I, I, I like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> but at, at, at first it's like, ah, but then, you know, then it ended up working. Yeah, we have something here called, is my penis bigger than, is your penis bigger than mine? And we're going to get to that a little later. Okay. Yeah. So um, any bits that you ever pitched that you convinced them to do and they didn't, he said yes, and then it was like an egg? Probably. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of them. Right. That's just part of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what what has been your, uh, like the, the best experience, best part of working with Jay, would you say? The camaraderie there. I mean, Jay is really good to everybody and, you know, and it's like a fun atmosphere, you know, and- like even in rehearsal, you know, it's fun. You know, I mean, Jay's a funny guy. You know, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, this is you know, you know, I'm a comic, and you're a comic. I mean, he he's 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 sharp. You know, and you could you could be in there and boom, he just you know he's he's always on. So you're saying in the moment, yeah, beyond monologue jokes. No, I'm just talking about Jay in general. Is a is a funny. And he's guy. a nice guy too, right? You know, and it's just like, and I'm you know. I, Oh yeah, he's, he's he's an incredibly nice guy. But I'm saying, like, like you know, to hang out, like, I mean, it's very sharp, you know, and 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 he's able to come up with a joke. And a lot of times, I'm like, man, you know, I, you know, I wish I came up with that, right. you know, in that quickly. It's too bad that we don't, you know, we probably get to see it a little bit in his interviewing, but it's different what you're talking about. It sounds like it's more conversational amongst you guys. See, I don't, you know, that, see, I I disagree with the premise because, like, I I see him in, in his interviews, and especially when I was the announcer, because I was, you know, I was in the audience, you know, you know, for so long, and I and I watched him be incredibly spontaneous and incredibly mm-hmm. witty. So I, I don't. Why I like Jay, and I and I've had the good fortune of having to meet him many times. Uh, why are people? Why is Howard and particularly uh, Jimmy Kimmel so uh, aggressively unhappy with him? Do you think? I don't know. Right. No sense of that at all. Well, the whole, I mean, as far as Howard goes, I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, you know, the fact that I left and all that was, it was, was something that irritated him. And, you know, which I did was not what I had planned. You know, I mean, the, it was just time for me to move on. It wasn't like I was trying to do anything bad to anybody, you know? Right. And, you know, it's, um, I, I did, I don't know if, you know, you did that interview with Corolla. Okay. Oh, right. And then they played it on Stern, yeah, the yeah, Howard's yeah, yeah. show. Did you listen to it? Did you listen no. to Howard's comments? No, but you don't have to read them, Vic. But they're brutal. Yes. I won't read them. No, but, you can read them. I don't care. Well, I'm just curious. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, if you don't want me to read them, I no, won't. I don't care. I was just Okay. Kidding. All right. Because I see you looking at your computer. Well, I'm, I got all my questions. And I, here. I know what you're going to do. I'm going to ask. This guy's got all his, all his questions. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. And then you don't, you can just, you know, whatever you feel like. Okay. But um, Howard was livid. As mm. you know how he gets. Some of that could be an act. Too. I don't really remember what, what was the, uh, oh, about, yeah, okay, I, okay. Okay, go ahead. So basically he felt that you weren't grateful for the job that he gave you as an intern and that you were, and, they, and that's one thing. 
Mm-hmm. And the other was that he, you had criticized him on Corolla for not going to bat enough for him, for you. Mm-hmm. And he uh, said that he was always going to bat for you. He got you a, a radio show. He said he um, was constantly going to your boss asking for more money on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Is that all true? I don't. Is that what he said? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I wasn't I there. I don't. I don't. Is it, but then, how do you know that's what he said? That's what he said. But I wasn't there. No, but how do you know that's what he said? I listened to the radio. Oh, really? Because I didn't. It was know. online. Oh, because I didn't. It was was that on Sirius or? No, it was. I don't know. It was somewhere on YouTube. You know how people do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, never, and, I never. Yeah, it was heard on Sirius. It. Oh, because I never heard right. what the. But you sound very I, grateful. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm totally grateful, and I've told him this on numerous occasions. I mean. He gave me my start, you know, I mean, you know, he put me on the air. I mean, I'm incredibly grateful. It's just, that's the whole thing. It gets misconstrued. Well, that's why I'm asking you to, you could clear it up or. Uh, no, it's not. It's just about, you know, first of all, when I was on, you know, Adam Carolla, you know, that was, I was doing some, I forget, some sponsor was having me do all these shows. You were on the phone. Yeah, I was on the phone. I was really tired. It was, I, I had, I got up at five in the morning. I was doing so many. And. You know, I don't even like. I, it wasn't like I was like had any agenda on any of these right. things. There were all these, you know, like you know where the producer goes on. All right, you have eight minutes, and then they come on and say. So I wasn't. It wasn't like I. It was. It was. You know. So I. My intention was not to piss anybody off. Were you surprised? Anything. Yeah, I didn't because I didn't. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't know at the moment that it was it, that. It was something that I said that was so horrible until, you know, then I, then everyone's calling me, you know. Right. Did you kind of feel like you'd been, you know, like sometimes for me, when I get, I, I think everything's cool and suddenly it's like I've been hit by a truck. Is that kind of how it felt? Like you just did this thing out of all day. You're talking to different radio stations. You did this one without them and then you get blindsided. Like you didn't even know you said anything that would bother anyone. Yeah, I didn't even, didn't, I didn't think about it. It was like one of those things, you know. And then it was like, oh, my God, then, you know, yeah. Do you regret having said it? Anything about it? I don't even remember what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I'm not, uh, it's not like I'm, you know, I don't don't even recall what I said. I mean, do you remember what I said? Uh, I think it's something to the effect of that you uh, had a hard time getting, like, they weren't pay, They weren't taking care of their employees. I mean, I, th- I just think that. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I mean, listen. I, and then when you wanted to do gigs, they it was like they were was, keeping you from doing them or not encouraging it. Well, whatever. I mean, I, it was. You know, I don't even want to get into it. It was. Yeah. It was. It was something. But I, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm thankful to him for giving me the job. I have no hard feelings with him, and you know, you know, I mean, and, I, and I, I've, I've expressed that to him on numerous occasions. I mean, have you talked to him since? Uh, I mean, I. Oh, go ahead. No, have you talked to him since that mm-hmm. uh, broadcast where he was yeah. uh, ripping you? I think so. Okay. It was brutal. You should. <laughs> no, I'm not going to listen to him. Yeah. Do you want to hear what he said? No. <laughs> okay. And you know, it's so funny because, you know, I listen. I, you know, I, I, he, I, was, he was brutal to Rosie O'Donnell. Right. And I, I hear they, you know, she does this show all the time. So, I right. mean, you know, I, listen, yeah. he's got to do a radio show, you know, and I think, you know, the, the, it, you know, it's part of what he does. So know? it's and, it's the shtick. Uh, I, I think there's a a part of it that shtick. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you? Well, I do. I mean, I think that. Holy crap! Is it eleven thirty? No, 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 no. Uh, I think that that's uh, what he's a uh, you know brilliant at 
is uh, creating controversy. Yeah. And but I do think there's always a, a some bit of truth in whatever he's saying. If he's acting like he's really angry and it's a ten, there's probably some anger there. It's probably not a ten though. Oh, I, I yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think like I used to go out to dinner with him a lot, and you know, I love his wife, and uh, and so does my ex-wife, which we haven't even talked about yet. And uh, you know, so. And we would have a lot of fun, and you know, you know, I would go, you know, there's, you know, we would have a lot of fun. So that, so all that is just like, you know, I think in his heart he knows that we, you know, at least I mean, you know, we would hang out all the time. I mean, not, 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 I don't say all the time because I heard he, but I said that once he said it wasn't all the time, but whatever. I would go out to dinner with him, and and it, and it was it was a nice time. We always had a lot of laughs. Yeah. So I, you know, I. Whatever. I, I don't think he hates me. You know what I mean? Right. No. So regardless of the comments he was making, which were really harsh, it was probably just him lashing out at that moment. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, yeah, maybe he was upset then, you know, but I don't think he hates me. Yeah. I mean, he's although now he'll hear this and say, yeah, I hate you. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, he did. He, <laughs> you know, I'm chomping at the bit to read what he said, <laughs> but I won't. I don't care, Vic. It's good that you don't. And you know, the truth is, I don't think you do care. No, I mean. You've moved on, it looks like. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's weird. People say, well, you don't listen to him on serious. I'm like, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to pay to get insulted. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it is kind of an honor that he even has anything to say about you. I don't really think or care. that he wishes anything bad on me. I don't either. You actually. know, I, and I don't, you know, I mean, that's, I truly believe that. I mean, I think he's a. And then he'll play this and go, yes, I do. You're right. You know, but I well, don't know. I think that he's actually got a really good heart and is a bit of a puppy dog with a long, with a very loud roar. You sound very Would you attracted that? to him. Well, you know what? I admire, I, I'll say. Is it that, the tall thing? <laughs> or is it the hair? The truth is, if I were to stand next to him, my, or chin, is the would be, my chin would be at his balls. <laughs> no, you know what? I admire people who are really talented and yeah. gifted. And, and really succeed at yeah, what yeah. they're good at. And I think he does all of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think it's important to uh, applaud those who, who are talented and gifted, Yeah, you know? But I, I just, what, what I find so interesting about you is that, like I said, you work next to him and then you work next to Jay. That's that kind of perspective. I mean, there's, I there's just like, I don't know anyone that's had that kind of access to really American icons. Do you ever think about that? I remember once when, uh, uh, you know, when I uh, had left in the beginning and I think one of the New York papers had like a picture of Howard and a picture of Jay and then like me in the middle <laughs> and Artie was like, what are you worried about? You got two icons fighting over you. And I mean, I didn't even, I didn't dawn on me at that time. It's a total it was, compliment. Yeah, it was a compliment. But, you know, again, I was never trying to do anything bad to anybody. Well, know? I don't get that sense. I don't. I don't get the sense that you're a mean guy. No. What are the similarities between those two guys, having worked with both of them? They're both funny. They're both smart. Both talented. Mm-hmm. And they're both a hell of a lot richer than me. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're worth $15 million. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the internet. That's a good, that's a good wrap up. That's I perfect. Believe, we're not wrapping up quite yet. <laughs> I want to play a game with you. Yeah. We'll see if you're up for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... I'm just going to go right into it, and we'll just see how you, if you want to play along and how you play along. Sure. Howard or Jay? <laughs> you should see his face. <laughs> who is more like, who is, Howard or Jay, who is more likely 
to help an old lady across the street? They're both. 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 Okay. Howard or Jay, who is more likely to donate an entire paycheck to charity? They're both. Vic, you know, I'm gonna, I love know, this. Okay. Yeah, but it's just going to be the same answer. Howard or Jay, who is more likely to pick up the bill at dinner? Both. <laughs> we'll see if we can shake you. Howard or Jay? Who is easier to talk to about a problem at work? Oh, it's going to go the same way. I mean, Howard or Jay? Yeah. You're not, it's just Who same. has a bigger male member? How would I know? <laughs> well, you've probably seen Howard's. Why would I have seen Howard's? In the studio. What, like he's, he's taking a leak in the studio? Like you've never what? seen his penis? No, why would I see his penis? What's... Has he ever seen yours? It's a fair no. question. You guys are always naked in the studio, or people really? are naked. Maybe really? not really? you. Maybe not really? you, but there are a lot of women. I thought you do a lot of research. We, we were always naked in the no, studio. No, there were a lot I've of women. The there studio. were a lot of women who were naked. All right. No, I, I, I haven't seen anybody's. So tell me about uh, the late night wars going on here. We got Jimmy Kimmel that's been moved down. I don't. What are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm not going to. I don't. No comment. Yeah. Okay. Keep going, Vic. I like it. Now, let's talk about, you brought this up a little earlier. I got to take a leak so bad. Can you tell? <laughs> it's yeah. totally hit me. Um, tell me about your um, your divorce. How did that well, come about? Do you want to go to the bathroom first? No. Oh, you only have five minutes left. Yeah, okay, we're okay. Yeah. I mean, are you officially divorced as we speak? Not yet. No, no. We're still in the process. It goes on and on and on. And uh, when did that start? Um... Ever since I do. <laughs> hey, Nick, can you run a promo while I run to the men's room? You got it, man. Okay, and we're going to be right back after this. You got it, Nick? Roll that promo. Roll it. You are listening to Skid Row Studios. You're 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 listening to Skid Row Studios. I'm not doing it with you. Please do it with me. Fuck that. Can you please have sex with me? At Skid Row Studios. At Skid Row Studios. Maybe. Welcome to Bad Advice, where the advice is free and worth every penny. My wife and I attempted to have a frank discussion about sex with our teenage daughter. She said she and all her friends only had oral sex. She's only 16. I actually saw an article. Teenagers, this is true. Teenagers are having less oral sex, but, Wait, less, but oral? Still less oral than they used to, but still at a high number, which to me is just proof that the kids today are getting lazier, but still eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> I am incapable of building anything I buy from Ikea. I read the instructions and it just doesn't seem to help. Am I retarded or do other people have these problems. No, you're Jewish. <laughs> My people do build things all the time. What is your people? What are, what are you? you? Yeah, what Mexican, is... Hispanic. Hispanic. It's like gay people don't build things. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told by my parents that I was a surprise. Did they say the word unpleasant? <laughs> I've, I've tasted breast milk before. Oh, really? Tell I me more about that. It was delicious. <laughs> 
Yes, I have tasted my sperm. Everyone tastes their own sperm. And what does it taste and like to you? Know what? I wasn't that like fond a, of it. Are you sure that honey? <laughs> Let me ask you something. You. And then you can be honest with Take us. Out. If we were making out, okay, would you rather wouldn't Don't you support. rather have me hold your head firmly and pull just not hard, too hard, but a little bit? <laughs> Wouldn't you prefer that than just a soft little kiss? Yes. It depends, though. I it depends. Mean, Can it, it be anyone but you doing it? <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting place to draw the line. Yeah. I like that you're choosing women based on the men they're dating. <laughs> well, Thank it's you. going to affect the taste. Oh. She says, other women wonder how to have an orgasm. I wonder how to stop mine. Oh. I hate to brag, but I dated a woman, and honestly, I gave this woman like 30-plus orgasms. And we are. Yeah. I hate to brag, but uh, I'm the best. Yeah, I hate to yeah. brag, oh, but I'm going to make up God. a horseshit story. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's not a story. Oh, I believe But I have, a, I have advice for her. Oh, right. I think she should just start dating Vic, and then those will dry up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you, Vic. Oh, oh. man. She called, you, she called you medicine. <laughs> Bad advice. Come get some. Hello, everyone. This is Vic Cohen here at Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. You, if you're just joining us, I've been talking with the, well, I don't know how to describe you. I mean, is a legend just overstating it? Is that just uh Yes, that's is that incredibly like overstating it. Really? How would you describe yourself, John, if you were me? Um, Star of radio and... No, just a really good-looking guy. Well, I can't, I'm not going to lie to them. Do you see yourself? <laughs> hey, uh, I think our lighting... Oh, we're not shooting... How did, hold on one second. Sorry. Can we change the lighting here? It's really hard to see him. We can just turn the lights on altogether. No, but that's good because I can't see you either. Oh, you like that. <laughs> Suddenly the lights have changed here a little bit. Got very dark. Um, do you, how do you see yourself, uh, John? Do you see yourself as a celebrity? No. I, I, I used to think I was a E-lister, but not anymore. Why not? Because I haven't been, I don't, you know, I haven't been on television for a while. Well, when you were the announcer, you're flown out to um, L.A. Uh-huh. And you're getting a nice big contract. I'm assuming it's a network show. You're getting residuals for your announcing. It's a big job. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno. When, when, the, when the show changed and you were uh, no longer the announcer, how were you able to handle that? Was it? Oh, a- I was fine with it. Did, really? Yeah, totally. I mean... Um, I, I mean, I was writing then, but I would much rather be a full-time writer than the announcer. Really? You're more satisfied with what you're doing now? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Make people laugh. Okay. You know, you know I, I mean, just... Where does that come from, the, the pleasure of making people laugh? Just, just from being a kid and... Yeah. I mean, I used to write stories as a kid and, you know, you know, I, I remember, you know... In one of my, you know, skits as a kid, I did, you know, the smothered brother with me and a friend of mine. We, I always, you know, like, you know, did comedy things and I used to shoot comedy shorts when I was, I don't know, like 11. You know, so, I mean, that I, I enjoy making people laugh. Now, I look at you as uh, successful and I do see celebrity. When I think of John Melendez or stuttering John Melendez, the word celebrity does come to mind. 
Not to me. You know, it's weird. Like one of my favorite moments um, since I've been on the Tonight Show was when uh, Jay was the correspondent. You know, when when he was uh, he hosted the correspondence dinner, and uh, they played you know one of my drop ins, and they cut to Barack, and he was laughing. So I made the president laugh. So that that I can you know I can rest. Do you think is this an evolution of you? In other words, you probably as a younger guy really enjoyed being on the air with Howard. And uh, have you kind of settled into maybe a future of being more behind the scenes? No, I like to once again return, <laughs> you know, to, you know, to. Uh, in front of the camera, but I mean, I don't know when that's going to happen. Probably never, but I'm going to try my best to make it happen. Now, going to Jay is no, uh, is huge. I mean, it's impossible, you know, getting a writing job on Jay or any of these late night shows is, is uh, nearly impossible. And that alone in, in its own right is, is a sign of uh, success. You know, I mean, you can't get those jobs if you don't know what you're doing and keep them. So what I'm wondering is though, you go from Howard to Jay do you look at that as as uh, your career going up or kind of leveling off, or how do you look at it? And for me, yes, for you, it was going up because, like I told you, I dreamed of working on television, you know, and 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 film. So for me, it was up. Now, it doesn't mean I was more popular or you know or anything else. Just for me, it was it was my dream to work on you know television and. If you're going to work on television and, and you want to write comedy, then what better place than The Tonight Show? So, sure, no, 100%. So for me, that was an incredible um, step for me. Now, that's not begrudging or anything else. I'm proud of all the things I did already, but that was something that I really wanted to do. Was that uh, painful to leave Howard after 15 years? I mean, that would feel to me like it takes a lot of balls to walk away from something that's well, so... It's not only that, Vic. I mean, I had to... You know, listen, I love my family, you know, and my brother is, is in Long Island and and it's and my mom and everything and my dad. And it's very hard to, you know, and my nieces and nephews. I mean, it's I mean, I'm, you know, so far away from them, you know, so that's even a more of a thing, you know, to mm-hmm. you know, so I, I go back and, you know, on the holidays and, you know, in the summer. But, you know, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Passover. <laughs> but, you know, like I miss just hanging out with my brother and watching football. I mean, that's what we used to do. You have one brother and a sister? And two sisters. And, are, and you're the youngest, you said, didn't mm-hmm. you? Okay. What are your, what does your brother and sister, what sisters do? What kind of work do they do? My brother's uh, just, is probably retiring right as we speak from the post office. Okay. And, and my one sister is a, uh, she owns a horse rescue for horses. And my other sister is um, a social worker. Were you ever worried that your brother, who was the postal guy, would inherit your dad's temper and go postal? <laughs> no, I think I think we all. I mean, as far as I know, we all pretty much <laughs> knew that wasn't the way to go. <laughs> but you, uh, you, uh, it, it's. I would imagine that they're pretty proud of you. I mean, if they were, they would never say. It. Really? They've never said it? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the, you know, I'm the little, you know, kid that got mommy's old, you know, mom's attention. So you're still a young guy. I mean, you started with Howard really young. As I'm you not see. a young guy. Well, I would think you're, I would say. How old are you, Vic? You know, I play 35 to 45. <laughs> see, you don't answer any. I, I don't. thought everything's a fair question. It's a fair question and that's a fair answer. Now. Let me guess, like 53? You know, I'm not going to take the bait. That's well, crazy. why not? I, that's I've, crazy. I've answered a lot of questions. You have and you haven't answered all of them. Yes, I have. 
I'm not going to do the other, you know. But I'm, uh, I've, I've, you've done pretty, great. You've I've done been pretty great. candid. You have, and I, I appreciate that. And so have I. 35 to 45, 52 to 58. I play 130 to 145 pounds. Mm-hmm. And speaking of you playing, I don't know if people know this, but Vic auditioned for my movie. And the funniest thing. I did, we, and I did not get the part. Yeah, but, but I still invited John. But it's so funny. I'm downstairs, and, and Vic says to me, so when's your movie coming out? March? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? It was out like two years ago. Well, tell it was us- out and, and back in within seconds. Well, just if anyone wants to see the film, tell us the name and where they can find it. Go in ahead. my basement because I have all the copies. Really? No, I, it is called National Lampoon Presents One Too Many. Although, you know, I mean, it was it was like a straight to you know like DVD movie. Now you're a single guy. When yes. you were at Howard Stern show, you were also single for a good part of that. Correct? Yes. Now you said you were a shy kid, mm-hmm. but when you were on Howard uh, as a single guy, wait a second, you, wait a second. I never said I was a shy kid. You, I said you guys stuttered around women. I did, but. Then when, you know, the whole band thing happened, uh, okay. you know, I wasn't so shy. Were you getting laid a lot when you were working on Howard's show? <sighs> Can you rephrase the question? Were you getting laid a lot when you were working like on Like I How- said, could you rephrase <laughs> the question? I don't know how to make it any more clear. Is that not is that uncomfortable to talk about? No. Um, you know what? To be quite honest, uh, I met a girl that was working on the Channel 9 show. And... Uh, you know, it's so funny because she was so embarrassed to be with me. But why? I, well, a Jewish girl with you know Jewish traditional values. She was so embarrassed that she ended up marrying you. No, 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 not not my fuck. <laughs> <laughs> not my wife. The, the uh, before my wife, there was a girl from the Channel Nine show that was, and their parents were so like 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 you know. Like, oh, my God, they, you know, they brought him home. And I, was, I had the yeah. hair down to my butt. I looked like, you know, Chewbacca. And then, you know, so every time I walked into the house, I had to put my hand up. I had to put my hair up in a ponytail. <laughs> you know, but, you know, and I remember when when she would drive out at Chow Nine, I had to, I had to, I was in the passenger. I had to duck down so nobody could see that, that she's leaving with me. So we kept it a secret for a while. And then um, finally on the Stern show, we, you know, like. Came out. Yeah. What is it with you and Jewish women? Because you ended up marrying a Jewish woman, right? Yeah. How long were you married? I want to give them more pain. (laughs) How long were you married? Uh, 13 years. And you said it's not over, right? Well, it's about to be. I mean, is there any chance of that, you guys kind of getting back together, do you think? I don't think so. Yeah. Do you you attribute show business? So many people attribute the show business lifestyle to uh, a marriage is not working. No, I attribute... Marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Just marriage. How old are your kids? Uh, 16, 12, and 7. Wow. So you have a bar mitzvah coming up for the 12-year-old? No, we don't. I I try and just, I'll teach them both religions and teach them the stories, but, you know, I'm not. And then it's up to them to figure it out? Yeah, whatever. You know, I think that religion is, you know, ultimately what it should be about, which would you know, I think it's about love and, and that's all it's about. And unfortunately, you know, everything else is, you know, you know, you know, is nuts. You know, I mean, it just it should be a good stories, positive stories. And that's it. Every, you know, there's not a, it's not choosing teams. You know what I mean? Well, you're on, you're a single guy now or close to it officially. How is J-Date working for you? 
J-Date. The internet dating. Are you not on J-Date? No. I mean, I, you love Jewish women. I, I highly recommend that. No, I, I, uh, you know, I go on Match.com. Do you? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I get these winks, you know, you know, from, from girls. On I Match. just winked at you. And it's like the girls that wink at me, I swear to God, looks like the Star Wars bar. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there's like girls with their arm coming out of their forehead. I mean, I, I don't know what it is about me, but I attract ugly women. Well, the thing about um, what I love about the uh, internet dating is you got to really look closely at some of those pictures because these women are very clever. I had a woman that had a picture of herself in front of an elephant. I swear to God, you know, it's like you can't really tell if she's big or not. Anyone looks small next to an elephant. Oh, come on. Man. I thought it was clever. I find it hard to believe that you had a woman that was interested in you. <laughs> no, it's true. I've had a few, actually. It's been yeah. really great. Um, what do you think uh, is the biggest misconce- misconception about you? Say it again. What is... <laughs> start that again. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest misconception about you that you seem to come across the most with uh, the you know, public fans just in general? Well, A, that would, you know, think that I had fans. And the misconception would be, uh, hmm, that's a good question. Can we shoot the rest of this? Uh, Just because we're going to be winding up pretty soon. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay, thanks. you want an ending for this? Yeah, that would be really helpful. If you didn't know uh, where I'm videotaping this as well, I've got uh, Michael uh, Martinez here with me. He's actually an excellent videographer. I don't know. Michael, what do we call you? You're more than a videographer, director, producer. I don't know. You're up and you're almost ready. But you know, if, if you're going to have him put the camera on, you should probably wipe the sweat. flop sweat on your forehead. The flop sweat. Thank you. Know, you. Yeah. I, I was like, you couldn't say just sweat. No. And on. And, and, <laughs> it's and, hot in here. You know, and beneath your nose. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, um, you came out here for a job. Now, is your is your wife and are your kids still here or they go back to New York? What? Are your kids living here in L.A. or are they back in New York? Do you think I would leave my kids in New York for eight <laughs> years? No, I what know. kind of childhood did you on, have? Hold wait, on, wait, hold wait, on. wait a second. Tell me about your parents, Vic. No, no, no. What? No, 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 no. Were you raised properly? I don't think so. No, here's my there question. There is no way that you're in show business. Here's my question. Here's my question. <laughs> Although, I don't know if this is show business. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? That is so not fair. Um, this is show business, John. Really? This is where your okay. career has taken you. Skid Row. Uh, <laughs> literally. Appropriately named. Literally. It's so funny. I was on a plane. I was in. Uh, I took my kids to uh, my mom's for Christmas. And, uh, and I'm, walking, I'm walking down the aisle. And this guy, you know. And this is, no, this is not JetBlue. This is like Coach uh, Delta. And it's, everything's Coach. So I'm so, you know, well, not everything, but I passed the first class right. section. And I'm walking down, and it's Coach. And I, and I see a guy that I kind of recognize. And he goes, hey, John, how you doing? It's Sebastian Bach. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. His band was called Skid Row. He was, oh, he was, okay. He was actually kind of like famous at some, and 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 but you know it was like hey, special. Here we are. You know? He was but, excited, and and we're both in coach. But this guy once, I remember when you're talking. We once were in a urinal together when we do an an, an AIDS charity. Oh, I'm not even gonna get into this, but I mean he he uh, forget. It. Let's move on. Well, the question before was with the divorce: Is your wife staying out here in L.A. with the kids? 
Sometimes parent people move. That's what I was wondering. First of all, <laughs> this is a fair question, John. This isn't crazy. I think we all moved out to L.A. Together. Right. I got that. You okay. were married with your children. Now yeah. you're saying you were going through a divorce. So I was curious if that's if they move back to New York. No, that's just not happening. No, no, that's not happening. OK, I don't know. I don't know what goes on. No, no. We you know, we this is it. We live very close to each other. <laughs> okay. I know you think that's just a crazy question. Well, because you're such a New Yorker. Well, no, and- because you can't really, you know, there's there's a lot of legalities on on but you're on, worth 15 million no, that not. is your if, net worth if i was worth 15 million dollars i would not be doing this show i don't think you answered that question that i asked you a little earlier and I'm, we're going to wrap up here shortly what is the biggest misconception that people have about you john melendez how would i know what people you're oh i'll tell you on Twitter, they all get mad. You know, I have these people going, oh, you're such a loser because you have 1,500 followers and, and you know, and Ronnie Limo Driver has 223,000. And it's so funny because, like, like, for me, you know, I'm not, like, a tweetaholic or whatever. Right, they, you know, neither am I. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, really? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna estimate someone's success on how many followers they have on Twitter. I mean, I'm not like, I don't go on there a lot, you know, but whatever. That's, you know. So that's the biggest misconception. What about the, the idea misconception that, is that I care about Twitter? What about the idea that I, like I said, I think you are a celebrity and you said you're not. You know what? For people like your age, you know, 60 to 70, <laughs> like people, I mean, I think that there, there, there are people, you know, much like, you know, there are still people who know who Barry Williams is from the Brady Munch or whatever. Yeah. You know, you know there, I mean, there are people like, you know, that still remember, you know, stuttering John or, you know, or, or you know, doing stuff in the Tonight Show. But I've been out of it for, you know, three or four years, at least from the Tonight Show and, God, eight years from the Stern Show. So, I, I, you know, I don't know how many people would know who I was. Do you judge your success by fame? Um, no, I judge it by happiness. Are you happy? No, that's why I'm not a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're not happy. No, I'm happy. I mean, I, sure. I mean, I am happy with the way that my life has, you know, gone. I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy. I don't know. I mean, are you convincing yourself? Uh, no, I'm just trying to end this freaking interview. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Man. No, I mean, there, you probably are. I just, I just wanted to know if you're happy. Are you happy, Vic? I'm happy. You seem uncomfortable with that question. No, I, yeah, I, I'm definitely happy. Definitely happy. Are you, Vic? <laughs> I, no, Vic, I want you to answer. I'm, are I'm, you happy? I'm very happy. I really am. Really? Yeah, I am. Do you have kids? I don't have kids. Do you have a girlfriend? Um, I have at times. <laughs> Currently, Vic, I'm free. Look me in the eyes and tell me, and really tell me that you're happy. I'm really happy. I am. I'm actually very happy. Really? Yeah, I really am. I told you you were a good actor. That's yeah. why I was going to catch you in my movie. I know. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Well, is there anything else you wanted to share with us? No. Uh, no? Has this been a, a positive experience for you here on uh, Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question? Has it been uncomfortable at all? No. The only thing that's unfortunate is so freaking far from where I live. Right. Why is that? Because you, you think I wouldn't want to invite you back or something? Or I mean, you're already here. 
No, it's just a long freaking I would love to I have, work tomorrow. I would love to have you back sometime. What are the chances of that? Um, <laughs> what? I, I would love to, you know what? I got to tell, we're going to finish it up. I just, I want to thank you for being here um, because whether you know it or not, you know, you have a lot of people who find you very interesting, me being one of them. And, um, you know, I, I just think you're an inspiring guy. Well, that I appreciate. You know? And, you know, for any stutterer who's listening, go to NSA, the National Stuttering Association. They do a good job for all of the stutterers. You know, that's, that, that's, that's one thing. I'm going to end with a, with, with a really cool story. You ready? Okay, yeah, go ahead. When I was on the Stern Show, uh, you know, a teacher called me and said, um, you know, is it cool you meet with this kid? His name was Conroy Arnold. This, and he was like, I don't know, like a... 15-year-old kid, and she said, could you, you know, talk to me? He's really bad, you know, stutter. And I go, of course, of course. So, so he comes to the show, and, you know, he's in my office, and I'm telling you, Vic, this kid, he couldn't spit out his name. It was, I almost, I literally almost cried while he was trying to talk to me. It was like, <laughs> you know, and it was so sad, you know, and, and, and I was trying to give him all the tricks that I do, and, you know, and, um, and finally said, you know, what's going on? And he, and he said he had a date that night and, uh, you know, he was going to go and take her to a movie, you know. And I said, all right, um, well, uh, you know, are, you know, are you scared? And he goes, yeah. I go, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, grab a notebook and a pen and, and if you can't communicate, you can write it down of what you want to say. And this way it takes the pressure off. Of speaking, and then when the pressure is off, then you, maybe you could speak a little better, you know. And so, so that was it. I had I hadn't seen him, and then, ironically, the weekend after I gave notice uh, to Howard that I was leaving, we went uh, we all went to New Jersey at the uh, Bergata, uh in Atlantic City to you know to hang out, and so we're at the Bogota, and, and this is this is ten years later. You know, so whether it's with the Bagata, see, now I'm stuttering. So when I talk about stuttering, I stutter. And uh, the waiter comes up and says, hey, our head chef, you know, wants to say hi. And I go, okay. And uh, I go, what's his name? And they said, Conroy Arnold. I go, wow. So he comes out, good-looking guy, does not stutter at all. Completely fluent, clear, nothing. I'm like, God. What happened? And he goes, John, I still carry around a notebook and a pen. Hmm. You know, and he said it was, it was, you know, it, it was like, it was, it was, it was, it was very helpful to me. And I said, did you have sex tonight? And he goes, yes, I did. <laughs> and I said, I got to carry around a pen and my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great story. No, but it really made me feel good because I, I, I helped that kid. And I've always, with any stutterer, you know, uh, you know, they email me and you, can, you know, johnmelendez.tv or whatever, and and you know, any I always talk to the parents, I always talk to the kids, I always call them because unlike you, Vic, who like, oh, well, I guess we got to wrap it up, but no, 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 no but on. no, but unlike you, it's like I mean, you know, it really is, it does suck. I mean, you know, you can walk and you know, you're not dying, but stuttering is so horrible of a thing where you want to say something and you can't, you know, and it's, it's in your head and you're just trying to get it out again. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, you know what you want to say. It's just the mechanics. Yeah. And it's so sad. You know, I like, 
when I was at, you know, when I was, you know, like doing that conference, I could cry. Look at these little kids who can't talk. And and me, who, you know how I'd love to talk and would not be able to spit something out. So, like, you know, it's just, it, it you know, it's like the word. I know it's not, it's just so sad to see people that want to express themselves but can't. Well, the blessing is that you're able to be a role model, you know, and that you want to be. And that you're taking the time. Thank you very much. And by the way, can we just end with this? Um, Hold on. I got one more question that came no, to me. Uh, um, I am doing a, a stand-up show at Pickwick's Pub in Woodland Hills. It's my favorite pub I always go to. Really? And it's in Ventura, February 7th, Thursday night. On Ventura Boulevard in Woodland Hills? Yeah. Please come out and see us. Date again? February 7th, 9 p.m., Thursday night, Pickwick Pub. Thank you Great. very much. And I want to ask you before we go, because this, yeah. this, this, this question just keeps gnawing at me that I, I don't... I think other people probably wonder this all the time. Like, and I apologize for going a little backwards here, but you never think about, I left the king of media or, you know, the, the king of all, I mean, like to think that you left Howard Stern, the biggest broadcaster, the biggest media empire in the world, perhaps. Does that ever, is there any like feeling of regret leaving? Why? I don't, when you're working with such an icon mm-hmm. and to voluntarily walk away. Well, I was there for 15 years, Vic. You know, I mean, you know, I'm, I, 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 I enjoyed the experience and everything else, but I wanted to, I want to move on in my life. I mean, do you want to do this show for the rest of your life? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing because, you know, it's very easy for people on the outside to judge. And to come up with, and the truth is, life is fluid. You have to keep moving. Well, that's that is the truth, and I and that's why I just it's nothing it was nothing personal or anything like that. I just I just wanted to experience other things. Well, you have, and I don't think that's why I don't think it's a bad thing. And you have all these guys like you you know you're a sellout and you're this and you're that. It's like no, I just wanted to move on. Who's called you, you know? a sellout? Oh, the fifteen hundred followers I have on Twitter. What makes that a sellout? No, I'm only kidding. You know, people, you know, I mean, there are fans that like, you know, you're a loser, you know, you know, you're a sellout, you went to, and it's like, you know, I, 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 I was there for 15 years and I was loyal and I, and I, and I, I got beaten up a lot doing interviews. So it's not like I didn't, I didn't put in my time and I didn't, you know, I mean, I, and I didn't, and I, you know, I gave everything to that. So it's, you know, like people get angry at you, but it's like, you know, I just, I just want to move on, you know. And you have. I mean, you've got the Leno. That was a job. That was a dream of yours as a kid. You've also made a film. You went to school to make films mm-hmm. at NYU. So you're kind of doing a lot of checks on the checklist of to-dos. So what's next? What do get you have planned? the hell out of here. <laughs> the studio. But career-wise, is there anything you, um, you'd like to see yourself doing or... Uh, I'd like to be on camera again and, you know, and do things that way. I, I know it is, it, you know, I, I once. Hold guess, on one second. I know he's talking a little storm there, but I was. We, hey, shut up over there. Are you talking in the studio? Uh, I guest started on Wings once on NBC, like, I mean, like a long time ago. Did you start on it? Guest start. Okay. And it was the most fun I ever had and just doing that and I would love to like act on sitcoms or or things like that. Do you have an agent pursuing that for you? 
It's a good idea. No, I don't. But that's, no. I mean, that's something that I, w- I wouldn't mind doing. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much uh, again for being here and especially going, you, going a little over. I mean, you've been extremely A little generous. over. What time is it? Uh, it's two in the morning. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, thanks again. Again, right, I've been man. talking to, uh, with Stuttering John, also known as John Melendez, or John Melendez, often also known as Stuttering John. And this has been... Good Vic- job, Vic. I think you did a good job. Yeah, did you have a good time? Uh, no, but well, I mean, I think you were, uh, you know, you were good. Well, thank you. I thought you were excellent. All right, man. Thanks again for listening, and thank you, John. We'll see you next time here on Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, 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 quest.